All right. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Bison, aka Bison Trades over on Twitter. And welcome back to another episode of Rare Fud Radio, episode number 44. And we have another killer interview lined up for you guys today. Uh, we had Mindfolk on on Tuesday, talked with Ivan. It was fantastic. If you missed that episode, I highly encourage you to go check that out. Get your application in. Um, I'm excited for Mindfolk, and the Renaissance sounds so good. But today we are talking about an upcoming mint as well, talking about the Motley Dow, talking about Night Market with Ryan Kim. Uh, super excited for, for his time. I, I'm excited for another marketplace. If you guys haven't seen some of our past episodes, um, look, we are rare to FUD. That is the whole name of the show, but goodness gracious, can't stand Magic Eden right now. So any marketplace that comes in, talks about governance, talks about open source, decentralization, kind of the whole ethos of Web3, you know you have my ear as well as the rest of the crew. Speaking of the rest of the crew, let's go ahead and bring on our wonderful co-host today, Dorian. How you doing today, Dorian? Can't hear you, Dorian. <laughs> Yo, two shows in a row, man. I'm getting good at this. <laughs> What's going on, dog? Your boy's doing great. Every day is a holiday. Super excited to have Motley down on. You said it perfectly earlier, man. Like, we're rare to FUD, but man, when we FUD, we go hard. And Magic Eden's deserving of every bit of it, dude. I'm making it my life's mission to support any decentralized marketplace that is going to be able to overthrow them. And right now, I'm bullets on Motley. Yeah. Full disclosure, I got 10 pre-sales, so I do love my bags. But anyway, <laughs> I can't wait to get to talk to them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. We, I can't believe you're muted two shows in a row. Oh, that is priceless. You're starting to be like our boy Joe Soul over here. Joe, how you doing today, my man? Yo, listen, man. Dora's trying to take my shine. Okay? <laughs> this is my lane. I have the bad mic. I don't come to shows. I do that. Okay, that's my lane, Dor. No, I'm just kidding, man. My We're bad, dog. I'm trying to. I'm trying to encroach on your following, dude. My bad. <laughs> I love it. I love it, bro. Listen, gotta gotta get it where you can, man. But no, super excited to hear about the Montley Dow today. Super excited to hear about the night market. And uh, yeah, I think we have a really cool one ahead of us today, guys. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be a banger, dude. We have the the nice thing, and we talked about it a little bit, um, probably a couple months back on our shows where we started looking at all the upcoming mints and we said, you know, it's actually kind of nice that, you know, back in this time of last year, it was just minting absolute dog water. And you didn't know what was, you just knew it was going to pump because it was mint print season, but you had to like put your liquidity towards projects that had no good intentions or anything like that. Knew they were going to 2X plus, And now we kind of get to have more of an investor thesis on a lot of these projects where they're coming out with sustenance. You know, it is, top tier art and we want to go with the branding route and this is actually how we are going to have a path towards it we have top tier utility or top tier governance or anything like that where we are trying to expand the ethos of web3 um, in some way shape or form whether it is in nft fi DeFi, whether it is on marketplaces like we're seeing today and, and it's refreshing you know like sure it may not go two three x right off the rip in fact we talk about it a lot most mints tend to dip down a little below mint and then they just you know if they have good foundations they kind of rock it up from there we see it with ugs wise whales uh and everything of that nature and i i mean i i think motley dow is going to be an absolute game changer so super excited for them but before we get into ryan's interview let's talk a little bit about the market um Today, sitting at about 230k volume, I actually looked back at it on uh, TXO. Actually, uh, it's changed since then. We're at 205k volume. 
we are seeing volume slow down. We've been talking about this for a while. Um, you know, marketplace marketplace fees coming back into play um, kind of slowed things down a little bit. The massive rip up of Solana could not have come at a great, you know, a better time. I want to say a better time because like I love Solana price going up. That's good mm-hmm. for our oh, banks, but also for NFTs, it's not really great because when you have volatility, a lot of people are turning their focus to the coin itself, the underlying asset versus mm-hmm. um, NFTs, which are basically a derivative on basic uh, betting on the fact that the underlying asset is going to be stable rather than volatile. So um, I expect this to kind of have some churn. Um, it's probably going to go down a little bit lower. We are seeing Haiti swap have much more of a presence sitting at 12% now. Magic Eden only has 67% market share uh, back down low. And I, I think that's going to creep lower. Look, mm-hmm. I don't know why they were expecting anything less. Uh, we set it back when Haiti swap was really coming to prominence. Mm-hmm. Um, when Magic Eden still had fees, like massive fees, and uh, people were looking elsewhere for trading, uh, AMMs are going to take the cake, and, and Haiti Swap was prime just because they have massive backing uh, from a lot of big players in the industry. Guys, want to hit it over to you guys. Right now, Solana is sitting at about 22 ish dollars. What are your takes on the market? Let's go with Joe first today, and then we'll head over to Dorian. Yeah, guys. So, Market right now, um, you know, we had the rip. Obviously, we we had a CME gap to fill for uh, for Bitcoin um, that we did fill. Um, everything was overextended. RSI was overextended on the daily. You know, we had some coordinated FUD by Macro. Um, obviously, we see some big money moving to, towards crypto, so they'll try to get as much from the retail consumer as possible. From you know, a Macro right now, my sold over twenty one dollars. I'm not tripping out. Sold over eighteen and a half. I see a lot of buy orders stacking up around that eighteen and a half to nineteen dollars and five cents. So to be honest, I'm happy right now. I do realize that inevitable dump down to 18, we'll probably see a 30% pullback on NFTs. But if we range between 21 and 18, I think we can start seeing people start play with NFTs again in this little bit of a crab range. And it's a healthy crab range from 18 to 21, you know? So I'm honestly happy where we are in the market right now. And I'm looking to kind of uh, get positions of strength with my stables if we do see that pullback and a good bottom forming again as a higher low around 18 and a half or so. I agree. No, I, I actually have a, a buy order open in that range. I'm not going to say. Not like you guys are going to front run me. Nobody watching this show is going to be a massive whale. If you are, great. Go ahead and front run me, baby. I, I don't care. I still got my spot sold packed. So uh, you go ahead pump and it. buy that up. Yeah, pump it up. I don't care. Uh, Dor, what's going on with you? How are you feeling about the market, especially on the NFT side? Yeah, man, I'm feeling overall good about the market. We had that uh, Russia, or not Russia FUD, but DOJ FUD yesterday that turned out to be a made-up exchange from Russia, so that crashed the markets, but it's fine. Like, Seoul's still doing fairly well, in my opinion. Hey, it's not $8, so I'm still sitting over a 2X, so I'm happy about that. Um, Also, on the NFT side of things, uh, I feel like we might see a little pullback, especially if, like as Joe and you said, if things go down, Seoul's price goes down to 18 but it's fine i don't i'm hoping that nfts don't pull back much and right now i've just been accumulating projects that i'm pretty bullish on prepping for this next cycle and i think the next cycle will start once you know we get a couple weeks of that uh crab movement in the price of soul if it's ranging between 18 21 we'll probably see start things begin to pick up on the nft side of things and uh Projects that I've been primarily focused on for this next run in the NFT side is NFT five things like UGS, the marketplace, such as <laughs> surprisingly Night Market and Motley Dow. So super excited to have Ryan on today. Um, 
also, I, uh, if I didn't discuss early enough, it's like, I can't stand Magic Eden, dog. So, like, the, Ryan releasing this thing and coming out with it couldn't happen at a better time, man. It's like, Magic Eden has grown way too greedy, man. I'm talking about, like, I, a lot of you guys might not have known, but they implemented these things called maker-taker fees. So, anytime you list and sell an NFT, you get charged for listing it, which is a little bit absurd, in my opinion. Uh it just shows that as they try to expand the polygon, their greed's only going to grow even more. So I think in, now more than ever is a time for a decentralized marketplace. Agree. Agree. Uh, that leads us into a beautiful segue. Actually, real quick, I, I just want to make a point real quick that that DOJ announcement was the biggest scam of all time. That was the most yes. ridiculous thing. They made us International Crypto Enforcement Act coming soon at like uh, 12 p.m. Eastern. I was sitting there, I was like, what on what's earth going is on this and also it's why the was buzzword this? too enforcement yeah. like we yeah. like that's coordinated right and like if you mm -hmm. look at how the how like it's america too against china and russia because america oh we're going we're going against crypto then you see russia ease and then china wait till for china they've banned it a thousand times they need those miners back that money you're gonna hear it so it's just coordinated fud guys do not sell these they want your crypto mm -hmm. they want your tokens be smart yeah yeah, yep. no, it, it it was just it, it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It was like Bitsolato, which I I don't know anybody who has heard of Bitsolato before. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, ladies and gentlemen, we got them. I saw a funny <laughs> meme where it was like D DEA enforcement, and you know they they had that table in front of them, and the original the picture has like mounds of of cocaine and and weed and stuff no it was like ladies and gentlemen we got them it was just like a little like ten dollar gas station bowl and i it was just like bits lotto and i was dying laughing but um nonetheless let's get into actual news today let's talk about uh motley dow and night market i am so curious to find out a little bit more um and talk with ryan so let's go ahead and get him on stage um ryan it's great to have you on how you doing today my man Hey everyone, thanks for having me. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Oh, great. Thanks for coming by. Great. Doing great. Um, dude, there are so many questions I have for you. So we, this could not have come at a better time. We have been on the train of just this absurd. We knew fees were coming back and it was not really a big thing. Like, you know, marketplaces, especially centralized marketplaces, have to make money. I get that. Um, mm -hmm. but it was just the manner in which they were introduced in yeah. Magic Eden. Mm -hmm. And so like Haiti swap, we knew that they were going to gain some volume back. And then lo and behold, like I, I knew about my night market because Asigo actually told me, he said that he met up with you um, over in Lisbon. Um, yeah. I met Saigo at Breakpoint. Yeah. And, and I was like, please, a good, a good open source decentralized marketplace is exactly what we need, but I'm kind of skipping the gun first. Let's talk about you, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about your background. Um, and your venture into crypto and to Web3. Yeah, sounds great. So, um, yeah, my name is Ryan. I'm the founder of Motley Dow and Night Market and a core contributor over at Motley Labs. Um, and so, you know, Night Market really has been over a year coming. And really, you know, before I get too deep into that, like, the way that the way that I got onboarded to crypto and NFTs was really funny. Like probably like you guys, I was, you know, in the 2016, 2017 bull run and then lost it all because I thought it was all going to go to a million and knew nothing really about it. Um, went on to do some Web2 jobs, graduated college, working on my own startups. Um, I went to UC Santa Barbara for university. Um, and while I was there, I actually connected with a mentor named Matthew Stotts. Um, and Matthew, you know, was an investor, you know, big big guy who had helped a lot of people go, a lot of companies go public. 
Um, and so stayed in touch with him. And then as, um, as he started to get into crypto, he started asking me to do a little bit of research on all these different projects. Um, and eventually he told me that he was co-founding a company called Olaplex. And he was like, I want you to come lead BD here. And I had real no idea of NFTs or crypto, you know, hadn't really kept up with it at the time. Um, but the opportunity to consult a little bit, I was there for about three weeks and I was like, this is really, really awesome. I'm in. And so I put my two weeks notice in, uh, came over to Olaplex at the top of 2020, 2022. Um, and yeah, it was leading BD over there. And then, you know, in June of last year, there was just this opportunity to kind of spin out a lot of the technology that Olaplex had already built out. Uh, and then that kind of led me to start up Motley. And now you know, here we are, a DAO trying to build kind of a protocol of protocols across all the Solana ecosystem, you know, this nucleus of talent, resources, technology, um, and build out, you know, super applications on the Solana blockchain. And the first of which is Night Market, which I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are definitely interested in Night Market, but I want to talk about Motley. Okay, um, mm -hmm. let's Let's talk about one. I want to know what kind of team size are we working with as the core nucleus of, of the Motley DAO? And, um, you know, what kind of roles do they play within it? Yeah, so within, within the, so this is actually a really good differentiation point. So the way that we look at Motley is Motley DAO is kind of the hub, right? The, the center DAO that, you know, is coordinating all these different functions. And then there's tons of different teams, whether they're decentralized or centralized, that are contributing to the efforts of Motley DAO and Night Market. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of sit in between both as we're getting this up, but I'm also sitting as the CEO of Motley Labs. And the relationship is very much similar to kind of how Solana Labs contributes to the Solana Foundation and their technology mm -hmm. efforts. Um, and so, yeah, in terms, of, in terms of Motley Labs, there are four of us. So we have myself, we have Josh, who is our COO operations product strategy lead. We have Matt, who leads um, our technical charge and then um, or, or, our, our developer relations and developer lead. And then we have Omar, who is kind of our you know CTO type. And so on top of that, we also have some ecosystem growth, BD, BD guys as well. But those are like the core four, I would say. Gotcha. No, that's perfect. Um, that's a really good point because there's there's a lot of interaction here right we got motley labs then the motley dow mm -hmm. and then night market is going to be kind of like that first little leg of what you yep. guys are building all the apps that are building um within motley dow so this is mm -hmm. super interesting um when it comes to motley dow these are going to be the nfts that are minted right i mean what what's going on with the nfts that are being minted here soon yeah, so there's there's obviously a lot going on. We're definitely not just, you know, the standard PFP project. Um, you know, to summarize it, there's like a DAO, an NFT, a first product, the marketplace, and a token. Um, so the way that the way that the NFT and the token works, so Motley DAO is the overarching entity that is governed by the sauce token, right? And one of the easiest ways to get access to sauce token is through our initial fundraise with the Motley Friends NFT collection. Um, and so you stake the Motley friends, you earn sauce, that sauce gets you into the DAO, if that makes sense. Perfect. Okay. That yep. was, that was the interaction I was looking for as to like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm sure the NFTs, you go ahead and stake, you get your sauce and then you're mm -hmm. now in the Motley DAO. Is there like, is there a requirement or threshold of how much sauce you need to have in order to be a part of it? Yeah, and that's that's definitely going to change as you know as many things do with DAOs. It's going to be kind of a, a flexible effort as we go, seeing how many people are actually staking tokens, the average wallet size, um, and so that's honestly not the answer I have right now. But we're obviously going to want as many people to have governance as possible. 
Um, so it's not going to be some absurd amount of sauce that you need to hold. And um, yeah, I mean, the the thing about Motley is I actually think, you know, it's kind of the the secret diamond that a lot of people haven't explored yet. They see us, hey, we're building a magic eating competitor. It's going to be community owned. That's awesome. I support it. But actually, the the biggest thing that I think that Solana needs right now is a lot of coordination, right? And so there's so many different teams and probably teams mm-hmm. that you guys speak to on a day-to-day basis that are often like working in these silos. And it's like, hey, we're going to build our messaging protocol. We're going to build our NFT utility. Mm-hmm. We're going to build staking. But they don't kind of like come up to the surface to realize that there's 17 different teams doing the exact same things. Mm-hmm. And it probably makes a lot more sense to kind of coordinate and drive value to like you know, a few different standards. And then, and then, you know, we can, we can have actual developer teams focus on, you know, the big problems of actually bringing in more retail consumers with like relevant product experiences. Mm-hmm. And so for us, you know, we're, it's kind of like, I, I call Motley kind of Solana's largest group project ever, where we're working with all these messaging protocols, decentralized storage, like Genesis Go, NFT utility, like Cardinal. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to build all that, bring all that technology into one DAO and then see actually now that we have all these core primitives in like what sort of interesting NFT, NFT five experiences can we build on top of this? And so that's kind of the story of how night market spun up. But as you know, kind of I've been using this term like as this nucleus of like talent, resources and technology, this hub, like theoretically, we can spin out dozens of products simultaneously through this like mm-hmm. decentralized product studio model. And that's actually what I'm most excited about over over the long run, this coordination system. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Like I, I was hyper focused on the night market aspect of it, but that the motley uh, DAO aspect of it of uh, bringing all these different organizations together to increase production of the Solana ecosystem is amazing. And the night market seems like it's one of the first products that this the motley DAO is going to release. What other products would like follow behind night market, and will they also be implementing the sauce token? Yeah, so everything everything that we build is going to be, you know, revolving around sauce as as the governance body or as the currency of exchange. Um, and so the way that we see it, you know, there's there's a few verticals that we're looking at, right? We're already gonna have a launch pad directly within Night Market, but looking at different like novel ways of launching projects, that's something we're working on. Um, working on, you know, some you know, talking, having initial conversations with the Solana Foundation on things like bounties and reputation management. Um, There's also been this really big need for um, not for us to build more products, but for us to be able to uh, support the development of other projects. And so I see tons of new and existing teams when I go to the hacker houses who are like building really amazing stuff. But, you know, it's not a, you know, we've seen it. If you build it, they will not come. That's not necessarily true. And so a lot of like the smartest people I've ever met just need more exposure or more, a more, you know, resources of where to go, maybe funding. And so for us, kind of this decentralized venture studio model where we can sort of, you know, through through Motley, you know, drive support, development resources, point people in the right direction. And then through Night Market, kind of take like an AppSumo or Steam model where we can plug those teams into Night Market and drive distribution to them. Uh, we think it's kind of like a match made in heaven. Dude, it, it is. Yeah. I, I yeah. love this aspect because... Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I see so often, and I, a good example was we were just in a space talking with uh, Jay Shep and Wolf Capital. And mm-hmm. one of the questions were, you know, one of the features they're going to have is, um, you know, trait swapping and stuff like that. And they're like, well, are you going to build your own trait swap? Or are you going to use Rain Protocol? He goes, well, we'll absolutely use somebody who's already been focused on this. Why would we yeah. waste our time to yeah. to go ahead and build that? And I think having those relations, like Jay Shep's really good at it. And somebody like, like Motley Labs and Motley Dow, especially where you can kind of mm-hmm. connect resources. 
um, and shine light in a very meaningful manner rather than, you know, I don't want to call it like shillfluencers or anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they shill mostly on the fact that this is going to make you rich where you're like, no, this is actually a really good product market fit. Um, and here's how you can apply it and use it. And I think that's going to be such a good way for us to, I think there's a lot of people competing for a small piece of pie when we should be yep. focusing on just racing the critical mass of user adoption. 100%. And then, and then that's when the pie is so large that everybody can have their own slice and we will be funded for forever. So I, I love mm-hmm. this. This is such a, a needed aspect within not just Solana, but across a lot of uh, ecosystems and chains and web three. So um, I, I agree. Out. And to interject, I'm sorry, but I don't have you good dog. So it's hard for me to <laughs> hop in here, but uh, we don't have a decentralized LinkedIn essentially, right? We don't have ability to, to network and to have like an instantaneous connection or, or ability to reach out and bounce ideas. So like this little nuance alone, what this brings as a, as a net positive to this space is huge. And Bison, I'm so sorry to cut you off again, my brother. You're good. No, that's good, I mean, man. I'm glad you point. jumped in. Yeah, we, we want you to Joe. Um, no, Ryan, I, I love this. I think it's really good that you're bringing night market as kind of like the first proof of work almost concept, but you're like, hey, it doesn't just stop there. You know, this is this is just kind of showing the power of the Motley DAO, what we can achieve mm-hmm. with open source code and um, collaboration that we need on the chain. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I have a, I have a ton of questions. I don't even know Same. where I want to start with them, but um, let's talk about the NFTs itself. Let's talk about. Do you have a mint date in mind? When are we planning on minting, and and mm-hmm. how big is the collection size? Yeah, so Motley Friends is a 10K collection, um, kind of representing all the builders, collectors, rebels on Solana. Um, it was actually designed in help with Concept Art House or Concept Labs. They just rebranded. Uh, they're one of the biggest, most successful Web3 studios in the world. They've done, they did like the Geno Pets NFTs, the Cascade NFTs, the NFL, NFT, NFL and NBA all day. And so, you know, the purpose of Motley Friends, more than just kind of an NFT collection for fundraising purposes, we could have just put out a pass, right? But we really wanted to have like this diverse collection uh, to really show kind of the future of what we wanted for Solana and also have this brand live on its own. And so the idea that this brand, you know, could on its own be its own collection that is just, you know, kind of more like a D-Gods collection or an OK Bears, like we could have also gone that route, but the NFT is also still tied to the sauce token. Um, And so we think that it's a nice little mix between, you know, brand utility and PFP project. And the mint date is not determined just yet. We do have pre-sale going on right now. Uh, it's a 10K collection and we sold out approximately 30% of it already. Um, and so, you know, once we, once we get to public mint, I'm really excited by, you know, kind of the growth of our community recently. And so the ske- just to give you guys the schedule, so we're launching Night Market in early Q1 2023, like super, super soon. Um, and then, you know, the, the big exciting... Uh, reveal of Night Market also just continues to follow up with big news where, um, you know, in in this promotional period, we're probably going to la- launch Motley Friends. And then after this promotional period, that's going to be uh, what we're currently calling the Night Drop. And the Night Drop is going to be this massive um, booster pack airdrop of Sauce, Motley Friends. It's going to kind of going to be this gamified launch of the DAO where, you know, different people are going to be opening up their booster packs, seeing how much Sauce they got. Uh, seeing if they got any, you know, super rare, you know, DJ and trash pandas because we're using raindrops protocol, uh, maybe like a blue chip like SMB or monkey DAO. So, yeah, I'm, I'm imagining like almost, you know, the, the playfulness of like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh opening up those cards when you were a kid, but also kind of like 
you know, this interesting financial dynamic where it's almost like an ETF of all of Solana's, um, you know, best partners and technology that we have. And they're getting like an exposure of that through the booster packs. And you earn those booster packs for using Night Market. Um, so I know that was a lot, but that's kind of the timeline that I'm envisioning in my head. Dude. I'm, yeah. Okay. Dude, <laughs> I'm super excited, man. <laughs> yes, there's a lot to unpack there. No, this <laughs> this makes me excited. I first off, I want to just first off applaud you on. I've been like screaming from the high heavens that like card openings and pack openings should be mm -hmm. more of a thing, and I don't know why they aren't. Um, because, dude, we all uh, most of us the target demographic right now for Web three is you know like 18 to 34, right? I, I would say yeah. that's pretty much your primary um it, usually male uh, we're trying to be mm -hmm. better about um inclusiveness for for females too and we hope that they come over because they've given us a lot of edge here but we mm -hmm. all opened up cards growing up like that was my favorite thing in the world was opening up pokemon cards yep. that new card smell dog it gets me even today <laughs> yeah well it's one of the things we lost too when it comes to mints because mm -hmm. um you know we have we have pre-reveal now and so when you mint you don't immediately mm -hmm. get that satisfaction anymore of, of when you mint, you don't just magically see the thing appear in front of your face. And you're like, that's mm -hmm. sick. Or, oh man, that's not as sick as I want it to be. Let me go ahead and mint again. And we don't get that experience anymore. So any sort of card opening or pack opening just, just brings back, like, I mean, even Hearthstone recently, you know, like uh, I played a lot of Hearthstone back in what, 2017 onwards. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's just a feeling that, that's what you want in NFTs, especially on the collectible side. So um, first off, props to you. It sounds like you have a lot of amazing projects and, and thought processes in mind. Um, I guess my big thing is, like, how do we find all the talent in order to get there? Like, if you are going mm -hmm. out to reach out to another team, let's say like the dialect team, for instance, right? And yep. you're like, hey, we want some contribution of your tech or anything like that. How hard is it to get them to cooperate with you while they're also working on their project um, and, and still make meaningful contributions to whatever you're building? Yeah, so surprisingly enough, it's actually, you know, my, my goal is not to get teams to do things that are kind of out of their comfort zone or out of their roadmap, you know, kind of steering away from what they're already doing. It's kind of like dialect, you're launching mobile, you're going to be big on Saga, you have your own, you're trying to be kind of like iMessage, right? Like, how do we incorporate that into into Night Market or into the Motley stack? Um, and so in that sense, it's a very, I think it's a very uh, mutually beneficial relationship, because while they're doing that, and they might put in some work, we might put in some work, we're getting new features, but we're also driving more adoption of dialect, right? And so I think in that sense, it's not too difficult. A lot of teams have made really good documentation. So it's like, oftentimes, it's, you know, we take the API ourselves, and we're able to integrate it. Um, and so surprisingly, not, not too much on that end. I think the the more involved, like a lot of these products are, you know, features or protocols that just immediately make sense. Like you want notifications, use notify. That's easy for us to just plug in into night market. Um, and then some of the more like critical focus comes when it's like talking to teams like Jupiter or talking to teams like Cardinal on like, there might not be a specific fit from your features to our product right now, or maybe there is, but what is bigger, right? Like what, how do we think like three to six months down the line, how do we like combine NFT five, like NFTs and DeFi trading into one platform? That's where I get super juiced. Cause it's like, these teams are all so, so smart and oftentimes much smarter than me. Right. I'm not, I'm not necessarily a technical person. Um, and so just being able to coordinate those, those bodies and those teams to be like, everyone sees the value in this. Let's do this together. That's, that's, that's kind of what I'm most excited about. Yes.
Yes, I I love bridging people um, to mm -hmm. meaningful meaningful developments um, in like a, a friendly collaborate a collaborative effort. You know, like that is mm -hmm. oh, dude. I'm okay. I will try to remove bullish bias right now, and let's get on with the interview. Um, no, that yeah, means you Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> know, well, we are called rare fud because we are rare to fud. But uh, yes. yeah, yeah, I. I I try not to be super bullish and maintain neutral neutrality. Mm -hmm. So let's Good. talk a little bit about, um, you know, so you have your timeline and timeline sounds good. It sounds like you want to focus at on um, one thing at a time. And then eventually we can kind of expand as we expand ourselves as Mount V Dow, mm -hmm. you know, expands with, with sauce and governance. Um, let's talk a little bit about governance first before we get into night market. So with mm -hmm. sauce, what is your angle um, when it comes, like a lot of people say they have governance, right? Like, oh, we're going to have, is it going to be on chain? Is it going to be a discord server? Because we see like, you know, a lot of people will vote through discord. Um, mm -hmm. How is governance going to be achieved within Motley Dow? Uh, so governance is, we took a lot of reference, you know, and I do want to say like, this is a starting point for governance and, you know, a year from now, it could be completely different if the Dow votes it so. But the way that we're doing it is um, a mix between kind of like how MonkeyDAO, Orca, and a lot of other DAOs on Ethereum have taken it with council tokens. And so it's going to be a four-stage process. And I'll try to be like as TLDR about this as possible. So the first stage is just members of the DAO. And so that's people who are staking a minimum amount of SAUCE token. So they'll be able to participate in our forum, might be on-chain through Dispatch or through like a Web2 service like Discourse. But you can only access that if you're a DAO member. And then from there, it'll be kind of very, a very easy, like soft proposal. Like if it's getting warm, you know, warm support through, let's say like 3% of the DAO votes on it and it got, you know, more upvotes and downvotes, it'll move towards the council process. And so the council is some of our early investors as well, this stage two. So council is some of our early investors, supporters, like uh, Soul Big Brain, Frank from Genesis Go, um, Olaplex, et cetera, um, as well as myself, um, our COO. And then a few elected members actually as well. And so this council will look like anywhere from like 11 to 13, 15 people. This council will then review these proposals that have kind of made it up to that stage through any sort of feasibility. Does this make sense? Is this strategic? Is this good for the DAO? Cool. Let's vote on it. And then it'll make it from stage two to stage three. Stage three is a formal vote of everyone who is staking sauce token. Um, and so, you know, based on, you know, how extreme the proposal is, or the, is it a smart contract change? Is it just, hey, we need to spend 500 bucks on something um, like that, that will depend on like the quorum of the vote. Um, and then if those votes, if that proposal passes from there, it's going to go to implementation stage. And so that implementation stage by default right now is probably going to fall to Motley Labs. Um, and our goal will be to either find a sub DAO or a partner or, or find a partner to execute the proposal establish a sub DAO to execute the proposal, right? If it's a marketing thing, makes sense for us to set up a marketing proposal or marketing sub DAO. Um, and if not, then we'll execute the proposal ourselves. But the default, you know, the, the way that we get there is, is very decentralized in the sense that like the community at the end of the day has the final say. Um, I, will, I will say this straight up, I do think that, you know, delegation of responsibility is super important for DAOs, like short, short term and long term. Because people are busy, right? Like you guys have a podcast to run. You guys are all have different positions at different companies. I can't expect you guys to do all the work of like reading every proposal and contributing. And so I think delegation of some of those responsibilities is super important. Like, for example, if we were to have 
you know, a marketing sub DAO, right? It's not, you know, the 10,000 holders responsibility to vote on whether uh, Dorian and Bison can spend on a marketing campaign, right? It's kind of the marketing sub DAOs, you know, call because they are, you know, industry leaders in marketing, right? Same thing with BD, same thing with tech. Um, I think, I think it's kind of like, it's coordination of different groups and trust and delegation of responsibility with the maintain maintaining of like open source, understanding that like, Hey, everyone can kind of trust each other because all of our incentives are aligned and we can see what each other is doing. Um, that's, that's kind of the end goal. It's not that I have a million people voting on every, you know, every cup of coffee I want to spend on or whatever it might be. Um, Cause that, that leads to, you know, nothing getting done. Yeah. yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Dor- yeah, Ryan, like everything you've been talking about, man, I'm super excited, man. I'm super bullish on, on you and what you're building with Motley Labs and Night Market. I do have a couple questions, though, because what really drew me, like I'm glad you provided mm-hmm. more context about what Motley DAO's about, but what initially drew me to your project is not only who was backing you through the VCs, uh, your experience, mm-hmm. but the fact that you were like launching a marketplace at the perfect time. Like you couldn't have asked for, in my opinion, a better time to to launch a marketplace than now because all the shenanigans that Magic Eden has done recently. Mm-hmm. However, we have seen projects attempt to launch marketplaces in the past and haven't been successful. What are you going mm-hmm. to do to try to incentivize users to come utilize the night market? What are some of the features within night market that'll set you apart from other marketplaces uh, out there? And uh, also, I forgot my last part of that question, but yes, <laughs> we can go with those. Right okay. Now. Cool. So first, first part is just how do we differentiate from Magic Eden or other other marketplaces? Yes. Yeah. So I think the the big thing that we've realized is that you can't compete on features in this space. Like you could have, I could dangle like the coolest marketplace experience ever, but people won't care about it because you know there's already an existing market leader, and there's probably no if I'm not giving them any sort of incentive to try it out. Um, and so for us, the Sauce Token is a huge part of kind of how how we draw people in. You know. Basically, the easiest thing I could say is for traders, for DGENs, for enthusiasts, you're going to be able to earn sauce and soul for every transaction that you make on night market. And so, for example, <clears throat> for the first period, let's say, you know, I don't have a specific timeline, but let's say for the first 30 to 45 days of night market launching, every trader on night market is going to be eligible for the sauce airdrop or what we're calling the night drop. And so, and night market is 100% all all transaction fees go to the Dow treasury. And so kind of, as you see this snowball effect happening, it's like, Hey, you see more users on night market. You see more transaction fees. Oh, wow. I can earn some of those like governance over those fees. If I get sauce token, how do I get sauce token through trading on night market? So I think that that's one viral loop that will you know, be a heavy marketing and communications push. Um, and then on top of that, how do we get those listings? How do we get people to even try and how do we get the word out there? Mm-hmm. So that's through something we're doing with, um, with a great team called Ladder Labs. It's um, called Buddy Link or like Simplify. It's an it's a affiliate, on-chain affiliate program. And so how that's going to work is <clears throat> basically someone like you guys, right? I could give rarefud and nightmarket.io slash rarefud referral link. And then you guys could put it on your website, on your podcast. And you will be eligible for up to 100% of transaction fees from all the users that come into Night Market from the start. And so that's never <laughs> been done before. Um, awesome. Yeah. So basically, the way that works is let's say, let's say like RareFud puts out you know, the Night Market referral link. I click into it and Bison clicks, in, Bison clicks into it. I sell a DGOD on Night Market and you know, clicked in through RareFud. Um, if that DGOD sells, 
50% of the transaction fee for this promotional period is going to go to RareFud. Let's say Bison, who also clicked into RareFud, was the other end of that trade. He was the one who bought it. That means that RareFud has located both the buyer and the seller. So in the beginning, you're going to be getting 100% of that transaction fee. And so we think that that's a really interesting opportunity, you know, for, for the people who really value the DAO and want exposure, they're going to purchase Motley Friends, trade on Night Market to support, maybe contribute technology. And then, you know, on the marketing side, like there's so much, you know, you kind of, you know, for all the controversiality and, and the bad things that FTX and Binance may do, may have done, um, the thing is, like, they did really well with their referral programs, and we haven't seen that much. Do, we haven't seen that done well on Solana, and so I think that the opportunity to kind of, you know, offer people, you know, affiliate links and then have them generate their own content. We're already seeing people making like memes of memes of my PFP and like all these different like stickers and stuff. Imagine we actually give them the opportunity to be an owner in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a huge explosion in, in the type of user-generated content that comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just really excited for that, right? Like, you know, yeah. people like you guys might want to put out a referral link for Night Market on your podcast. You know, people might be talking about it over tweets. You know, uh, it's, it's a, you know, talking with some really big names in the space and they're super interested in having that. And so, um, you know, we want Night Market to be the loudest thing in the room when it drops. Um, and that's kind of how you draw liquidity away. And eventually, you know, hopefully, hopefully like liquidity is not the reason because a lot of people are like, oh, there's so much volume on Magic Eden, but that is not really a moat in any sense. Mm-hmm. And people are super fickle, especially in Web3. Uh, and we want to build like a marketplace that people can be loyal to because we, we support them. So we hope that they would support yes. us. And so, dude, yep, that's a little I- bit. That was like perfect. Like, dude, the more I talk to you, the more bullish I get. I'm already got like 10 pre-sales. I'm about to buy like 10 more if you keep it up. <laughs> but, <laughs> so um, I love the referral link idea. And I, I love your point about like liquidity, uh, people using Magic Eden because of the liquidity there. But it's like people are against Magic Eden because they haven't done anything to provide value back to the holders. People understand mm-hmm. that marketplaces need to make revenue. Nobody's complaining that. Uh, Magic Eden turned back on fees. Well, we always knew that would happen, but the manner in that they did it and the amount of fees and how they're implementing those fees is the major issue. It's like, yo, what are you doing for the people that literally carried you to the top of this ecosystem? Absolutely nothing. So that's why I think Mm -hmm. the way their incentive structure that you've provided for Night Market is extremely bullish and I'm looking forward to it. I do have a question about the potential competitors out there. AMMs, uh, Mm -hmm. HateSwap, they gained what, like 30% of the... uh, um, 24 hour daily volume yesterday. Mm-hmm. How are you, are you going to be competing against uh, AMMs like Elixir and HateSwap? Or is there some way or potential integration that you're going to have with them in the night market? Yeah, as of right now, I, I actually don't view, I, I know both of those teams super well. Um, we're actually scoping out integrating HadeSwap and Elixir listings into night market directly. Because uh, that helps us, you know, able to display those listings, being able to drive transaction volume on night market and also helps them because it's another interface for them to display their listings on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the AMM race is really interesting right now. I think I think there's still some tweaks to it. And I think the majority of Solana NFT traders are not very comfortable with like DeFi LPing with their AMMs. And so that's going to take a learning lesson. But I think night market, we actually work really well with other marketplaces who want to integrate. Um, and long-term, I think there's, there's some really interesting opportunities to work like directly with AMMs and, and teams like Jupiter and GoatSwap as well. 
Um, but yeah, not, not really competitive as of right now. Okay. Like I, I talked to HG and, and some of the team over at um, Elixir as well. So yeah, all, all good here. Awesome. Love to hear that, man. Sorry for like taking over the stand there, Bison. You can get, I'll you get can have the mic back, I'll, dog. <laughs> I'll also yeah. say we're also interested, like if Magic Eden wants to open source some stuff and, and work with us in like an aggregation sense, we're also, we're also happy to like entertain that conversation. It's not, it's not us versus Magic Eden in any sense of the word. It's like, it's, it's much bigger than that. Kind of what Bison was saying, like we're trying to grow the pie long-term. And so, yeah, that's an open invitation to any development team or NFT related team that wants to work with us. That's 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 it though. That's that's the Web three ethos is like mm-hmm. we right now, especially in like our infancy, and even though you know crypto has been around for, for for a while, at how we interact and in what we call Web three is like we're it's still so small and nascent, and everybody thinks it's yeah. just like mm-hmm. farm animal pictures, and that's all Web three is with NFTs, and it's so much more. And um, mm-hmm. I love that. Like it is, it, it's about like collaboration, man. So um, no, I think so, that's what it's all about, about right? Yeah. yeah well, right now, especially like, oh, what good is it going at each other's throat if we're fighting over, you know, a town the size of a hundred people? Like, you yeah. know, I'd rather, yep. I'd rather go to war when we're, you know, continents versus each other. That's uh, at least then mm-hmm. we can say like, hey, we we established our our um, uh, provenance here. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. like it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me that we're fighting over small pie right now, and and we can definitely grow it. So, um, yeah, no, you guys get it. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it's it, it's hard to like once you once you start seeing money come in, especially like we're in a capitalistic society for the most part. Um, like I, I would say most countries are at least. You start seeing money come in, you know that business. The first thing you got to do is make money, and so a lot of people don't realize that, especially in entrepreneurship, you have to get to critical mass first before you can really like start making the serious money, the mm-hmm. money that's actually going to keep your doors open. So. Um, no, that is, dude, I love it so much. Real quick before we go on night market even more, I want to dig deep into this, but um, talking about Motley Dow, one of the questions I wanted to ask was when I become a member of Motley Dow, right? How do I elect myself into the marketing sub Dow versus like somehow I end up in the tech sub Dow, right? And like, mm-hmm. I'm not a tech- technically able person. You know, I know like, um, if then statements and object oriented program, like that's about as much as I know outside of that, mm-hmm. I have people can code circles around me. How do I not end up in those sub DAOs that I don't belong to? Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a self-selecting process, right? Once you, once you become a member by staking a certain amount of sauce, like we're going to need, we're going to need onboarding experts. We're going to need like probably some level of like human resources. We're going to need like recruiting and people to help like onboard people into the right organizations. I think as of right now, it's kind of like, let's open up the sub, uh, open up the DAO in general. And let's see, you know, we have this mental framework and this proposition of how we think it should, it might work. Um, <clears throat> but then, you know, people kind of self-select themselves and, and volunteer and open up these groups. And so <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not necessarily like a corporate organization expert or HR or recruiting in that sense. And so I think we're looking for more experts to kind of help out with like, uh, categorizing and, you know, coordinating people within the DAO. Um, but that's a, that's a really interesting p- problem and opportunity that I think we're excited to solve. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it is, you know, I guess it also, I mean, you can always go self-select route and then like, if they aren't fulfilling if if they're going like contra opinion too much, if they're not contributing anything significant to the sub DAO, then I guess that's when you could have like quorum to vote them out and it'd be like no hard feelings, but 
you're not a marketer, right? You're not a you're not a developer. Yeah. You're not, um, like a network engineer or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just like you don't belong here. Let's find you another sub DAO to get you in. Um, I guess yeah. that, that's always do DAO structure is just so interesting to me, yeah. you know, and and how you can mm -hmm. achieve it. Um, because it was dude, it was just such a meme for such a long time, especially in Solana, where yeah. um, yeah. Outside, of, yeah. outside of when Monkey DAO was actually formed in NFTs, it was like, oh, join our DAO, and it's you know, it's like a Twitter group chat or a Discord, and we we say that all mm -hmm. the time, like, mm -hmm. dude, please stop making DAO a meme. Like DAOs are actually going to be revolutionary if we can actually nail the governance and everything right. So yeah, um, agree. <laughs> yeah, and it's so, not like it's not like you know we can't. It's not like we're doing this necessarily even like Motley is not the first DAO in existence by any stretch of the imagination, right? But you actually can look towards the future of like Ethereum is just an older blockchain community, right? And you see kind of where the permutation of DAOs <clears throat> has led, right? You have really cool social DAOs like Friends with Benefits. You have really, you know, protocol, you know, technology focused DAOs like Uniswap DAO, right? Uh, and then all the DeFi, you know, curved DAO, like, with their v-curve mechanisms there's a lot of things that we can learn from here on solana um and the dow technology like realms is getting better and better um and so yeah i'm i think the interesting thing is like there's a lot of people like that get turned off by the idea of DAOs. they're like you know oh it's it's just a discord server it gets really messy inside but the concept of DAOs is actually really beautiful right like you can permissionlessly plug in and work with anyone across the world mm -hmm. who is probably someone that you would have never met otherwise, but you guys are coming together to work together on this aligned vision of what you have, mm -hmm. which for all intents and purposes, seven months ago, Motley was just an idea on the napkin. Right. And then yes, you know, this weekend I put out, I kind of wanted to learn a little bit more about our community. And so I just put out a simple Google sheet with a few questions asking like, how do you want to contribute? Tell me about, tell us about yourselves. We have a hundred applications from like across the world right now of people who just like saw Motley, saw Night Market. And it's not DGENs, you know, these are like, mm -hmm. hey, I have a media company in New Zealand, uh, mm -hmm. would love to help out. Or, hey, like I have X product experience and have exited multiple times in Web2. It's like, wow, these are real people that I would have never found across the world, but they mm -hmm. align with some idea of Night Market or Motley or the sauce token, or they just really like the art. That is super, super duper cool to me. Yeah. Um, and that's that's like energy that can actually be catalyzed now through the idea of DAOs, right? Like that's the formal structure that you can actually coordinate these people through. Um, and I think we're just just barely on the cusp of like experimentation on Solana with that. Yeah, I think so too. And I think once we expand on that, that's when like, oh, dude, I, I just see so much adoption happening and I think yep. it's going to be excellent. So um mm -hmm. Let's talk about Night Market. So we we talked about the referral code, which honestly, you're I, you hit the nail on the head because I know so many people, especially like back when um, leverage trading was huge, especially you know um, mm -hmm. peak 2017, peak 2021, 2022, um, where these people like some of the best influencers, some of the best like YouTube stars or whatever that have millions of subscribers were making millions like per month, like it was mm -hmm. insane how much they were making off Bybit referral codes or something. Um, but mm -hmm. it also grew the Bybit platform. So there was like synchronicity right there, right? Like it was mutually beneficial for both mm -hmm. um, parties. And then the person got introduced to a great product um, or, you know, DJ longed way too much and ended up losing all yeah. the money on them. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't make you trade. So uh, I, that's a really good set apart factor because I don't know really any NFT marketplace that, does that i mean I'm, I'm trying to think in, in my head like 
uh, even on yeah. ETH, Open OpenSea certainly yeah. doesn't do it. They yeah. they move mm-hmm. at the speed of molasses. Um, yeah, uh, Matt, you know, I think I think Foundation does it, but I think it's like specific to a certain uh, like certain art piece, right? So it's like, hey, I right. refer my friend to buy this mm-hmm. or bid on this. But yeah, mass scale, like it hasn't really been done before, and I think we're in like a really good position to do that, and and it's coming out soon. So like I I you know. A lot of a lot of history of teams like front running features, but I think you know getting it out into the world like there's no need to hide that. And so, um, yeah, that um, and then another another cool thing about Night Market is like when you think about when you think about the overall product experience with you know different different NFT marketplaces, it's very transactional, right? And it's very like, hey, I'm gonna buy an NFT, I'm gonna mint an NFT, I'm gonna sell an NFT. And while those are like core functions of like the commerce layer that we do want to facilitate there's also a lot more to nft culture than just than it meets the eye with like DeFi trading right like mm-hmm. you're not just trading jpeg around you're you're participating in forums you're staking your nfts to earn more you're you know maybe leveraging those nfts it's not just a mint buy sell rotation um and so for us like we could build all that ourselves or we could work with all the partners that we know that are doing super good, cool stuff in those verticals and bring it all into one interface and so the idea that we're kind of like building out this all-in-one solution for anything that anyone wants to do with NFT-related activity, I think that that starts to expand people's mindset and also the potential of what night market can be, right? And so like NFT trading, minting, staking, like token-gated forums, like all of that can be incorporated into night market in really interesting ways. Um, and we have like 15 different integration partners that are trying to do just that, right? Talking to Sharky about getting their loan protocol. Um, and so as long as we can get really, you know, continue to be really good at the design part and making sure that this is like a relevant, not too hectic, you know, beautiful user experience for consumers, they're basically going to be adopting open source technology without even knowing it, right? Because our marketplace is going to be open source. A lot of these partners that are we're working with are open source. And so it's just about translating all this into relevant user experiences that people are also incentivized to support. Um, I know, I know a lot of that is not like quantitative data. It's more like qualitative stuff that Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, but this is, this is what I think needs to happen. Right. It's like people, you know, my mom, your uncle, these people need to understand from like very like five seconds. Why would Mm -hmm. I use this marketplace? Right. And so we haven't even gotten there yet. Like magic Eden still like, why would I even buy an NFT? And so it's Mm going to be a mix of like, bringing all the technology and all these partners that we have up to the surface in like a relevant user experience that makes sense. And it's like something that you guys would be delighted to use, you know? So dude, I'm like, love the fact that you continuously hit on the point about integrating these other existing protocols into night market uh, and utilizing them because there's no point in like, why go and create a night market AMM if there's something already out there that does it well, especially uh, uh, hate swap because it's decentralized. Are you, is this potential integration going to be where it doesn't take you directly to their page, but has like a night market UI or UX that you can just easily interact within the site? Because I think one thing that can become confusing and overwhelming is like, oh, you want to take a loan. Even if you have a link for Sharkify, you go to Sharkify's platform, which can be confusing instead of like a one-stop shop. Yeah, it's all like I envision it that it's all, you know, as we can figure these things out, all going to be within night market. That's awesome. um, like different launch pads might be able to host their launch pad con- containers within night market. Right. Um, but turning this into like, you know, a really clean UI that's all in one mm-hmm. can be mobile, can be X NFT. 
um, you know, into, into Saga's mobile stack. Like that's, that's where we really get interesting. Um, and this might be a little bit like too, too out there for the purpose of this call, but I do want to address like night market is also open source. And so people could look at night market and what we're building and say, Oh man, like I would really love if this feature was in there. I, I would really love if we did something like this developers can from anywhere across the world, put in, submit a PR and we say, Hey, that's a really great idea. Glad you did that. Bring that in to the tech stack and boom, like, issue sauce token. Thanks for, thanks for contributing. Right. And so that's the benefit of like, you know, early stage, like you need to be coordinated and you need like centralized teams, to like push things forward. But as the vision gets big enough, it kind of becomes this unstoppable force where, you know, Ethereum open source value network, right? Anyone can fork Ethereum and try to build their own Ethereum, but they're not going to be able to not because they don't have tech chops, but because, because the network is too large and the momentum of Ethereum is too big to be stopped. Right. Like you, us four couldn't afford Ethereum and say, Hey guys, new Ethereum over here because people will be like, why would I do that? <laughs> right. And so, you know, you're seeing that same thing with Solana right now as well. Um, the, the network and the developer ecosystem is getting so large. And so when you translate that to like a DAO, right, like the DAO, you could try to do everything that Motley's doing, but you're not going to be able to fork the relationships the community, kind of the ethos of what we have and replicate that overnight. And so that's why we feel really comfortable about opening up night market open source and bringing people in. Um, and if they have cool ideas of forking night market to be like, you know, I want to build a gaming marketplace better on you, right? Like we want to give you a foundation to start that off and potentially even support you through our like decentralized product studio model. Or if not, if you just want to do your own thing, the code is still there. You can fork it um, and take it to do whatever you want. And that's our contribution to helping push forward the developer ecosystem. And so, um, yeah, I think that was a lot, but had to be said. No, I, I'm, I'm sitting over here. I'm, I'm one, I see you have ear pods in, so I'm not going to like yell at the top of my lungs saying, yes, uh, I don't want your ears to bleed, but dude, mm -hmm. I, I cannot stress enough. Like you hit everything that I wanted to. So I guess my, my big question would be when, when somebody takes the PR, who approves it? Is that not a, a night market sub DAO or something like that, that they would all collaborate and be like, yeah, do we, do we approve? Do we have a certain quorum met um, in order mm -hmm. to implement this change? And then, um, yeah, we approve. And then we disperse the, the sauce. Like how is that interaction going to work? Yeah. So I think sooner than later, that's definitely going to be like an on-chain, on-chain submission. But for now, it's obviously going to have to like go through Motley Labs, make sure right. that like, you know, our team, if you if the DAO selects, you know, and and continues to vote for Motley to kind of maintain that, then, you know, we'll we'll have like our own trusted team do so. But again, that's something that's all going to be fully transparent, no matter who takes that action. But I think it is really cool. You see you see kind of these um, these opportunities for like, you know, there's there's 15 different developers or developer teams that all have a stake in Motley. They've all staked sauce token. And um, for example, you know all the all the smart contract changes kind of get reviewed by them but one developer the likelihood that one team would go rogue is very unlikely because a they have a bunch of sauce staked and b they're going to get slashed from the network and so kind of like how validators work we see that in interaction like very similar to some of these sub DAOs that can work right like if you want to be a leader and, and have a stake in motley like you know, you want to be, we want to tie you to kind of like the best interests of the organization. And so you should probably have some sort of financial or reputation stake on the line. Um, Cause we want the people to be people contributing to the sub data to be as aligned with the greater organization as possible. 
Yes. Okay. Great. Sorry. I'm just approving my transaction to get 10 of these pre-sales. Yeah, um, don't. <laughs> I'm, buying, I'm buying two more. <laughs> I'm, uh, okay, cool. I'm, I'm locked up now. I already have whitelist too. I cannot remember. I think I got it from hyperspace maybe, but, um, no, I, nice. I, like I was, I, as soon as I saw one, I, you know, you obviously get more bullish when you get whitelist, but I, I was already there. Um, the, the changes are just so good. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of other questions. So let's talk a little bit about investors because I think, you know, talking about your backing mm -hmm. and everything like that is important. Like a lot of people want to hear that you do have big brain on board, right? Like big brain yes. is, is Papa Solana over here. Um, just spreading salami around, but uh, there's a lot of other interesting backers. So can you, can you kind of go through the list and like, how were those interactions? Did you just like reach out via DM uh, and say like, this is what we're building or did they like come to you and say, dude, while you were building over with Motley Dow and Night Market and everything is incredible. Like, please take all our money. Yeah, it was, um, it was probably, it was honestly a little bit of both. Um, and so this was my first time raising a VC round in Web3. Um, and we were raising, you know, the market was still a little bit low. This was around June or July. Um, but we inherited a few of uh, the investors on the cap table from Olaplex like Solana Ventures and CoinFund. But then I also raised my own round for, you know, working with, you know, actual investors who were like, like investors who were like very familiar with Motley and Night Market um, and like the interactions of, of that. And so, you know, I think the first person I reached out to was my buddy Sam from Zebek. And so Sam from Zebek, I think um, I came to him basically with on a phone call and he was so excited about it. Like within 15 minutes, he was like, yes. Right. And then he was like, hey, these are these are some of the other people that we should bring on. Um, and that was that was like Chris from Mirror World uh, got to talk to Soul Big Brain. He was super excited. Frank from Genesis Go. Um, all of these conversations happen really naturally, but it was very much like me reaching out first. Um, and then I think one thing that was really interesting that might not be relevant today because the VC, you know, fundraising market is kind of in shambles. It's 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 changed a lot after FTX. Um, is that like during that time, it was like the more kind of underground grassroots approach started to spread. And it was like, hey, guys, you have to, you should hear what Motley's doing. You should hear about Night Market and like other investors or friends would kind of introduce. Um, and then, you know, we were able to close around in about a month or two, um, brought in some brought in kind of some angels or like some smaller checks from like Cadence, Gaius, Soft Money, um, the Boogles. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, like Night Market, it's been like, yeah, I've tried to scream it from the rooftops. And so it was very much an investment opportunity that was kind of accessible to anyone at the time, but it was not nearly as well flushed out at the time six months ago as it is now. Um, and we're, we're getting close to close to launching market. So, you know, all those all those guys and all those investors took a lot of faith in, in us and what we're trying to do. How yeah. exciting, dude. You're right there. Like it's it's, yeah. it's almost here. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the execution part's the most important, right? But got to hope that the community and everyone listening, you know, decides to give it a, you know, decides to give it a shot, embraces what we're doing here. Um, and yeah, what, what, what's to come? Yeah. Bison, I know you mentioned all those big names that were working on the team and like, wow, this one's kind of under a radar. And I, I know you mentioned the discord that he's not directly on the team, but Nam is also helping out. So uh, as far as I know, unless that's changed, you could correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. So I was in the discord yeah. and I saw Nam's name pop up. I'm like, say what? <laughs> all right. I'm in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nam, Nam is obviously like one of the biggest figures on Solana. He's just a great guy. Shout out to him. Mm -hmm. Congrats on Congrats on him becoming the new CEO of Monkey Dow, by the way. 
Uh, that just happened this week. But yeah, Nam has been kind of like a contributor from the beginning and like helping me understand like governance and you know, pointing me towards resources, helping introduce to really cool teams um, and still helping on the side. Although obviously he's super busy with, you know, being the CEO of Monkey Down now as he has, you know, basically been the core contributor for like over a year. But yeah, he's obviously been helping, helping like especially during those formative phases. And I look to Monkey Dow as kind of one of the more functional DAOs on Solana. And so I was definitely taking a lot of notes on their doc. I'm a monkey holder as well. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Dude, hey, uh, let's go Monkey Dow. Um, okay. Let's, we're, we're closing in on our hour. Actually, I think we're a little over. I don't even care because I have, I, I, I could go on for me, another two hours. Yeah, me too. But- um, let's, let's talk a little bit about, so let's talk about initial fee structure. Obviously, um, this yep. could be subject to change, right? I mean, like this is going to be yeah. a fluctuating marketplace where there's going to be ebbs and flows mm-hmm. to find, you know, equilibrium. That's the beauty of open source, uh, marketplace. Yep. But, um, what are we thinking of initially starting out with is, uh, obviously it's hard to enforce creator royalties, but is that going to be in the plans or like, how is that all going to work out? Yeah. So, so on, on the contrary, it's actually not hard to enforce creator royalties because we were doing that for the past year, right? It was just like one marketplace found a way to not do it. And there was just another option. But like if Magic Eden never turned off royalties, there was no way to like buy Magic Eden listing without royalties. And so in my sense, like from a business case, as well as like aligning with our community of amazing project owners and artists, we're just not going to give them the option to not turn off royalties, right? It's just like, if you're buying a night market listing, you're paying royalties, right? And that might give us some heat, that might give us some flack, but in the long term, like, I don't want to compromise on that, especially during our go-to-market phase and have project owners say, like, you weren't in our corner, because that's the whole point of night market, right? Is to uplift creators, collectors, traders, everyone. And um, so our transaction fee is going to be 2% simply because we haven't seen a lot of price resistance for transaction fees or royalties when, when a marketplace is hot, it's all about liquidity. Right. And so it's not necessarily like, you know, we'll adjust, you know, and the Dow may vote to maybe have one day, like have it be 0%. Maybe night market becomes more just like a lost leader for all the other products we build out. That's definitely a, a future that I could see happening. But for now we'll start with 2%, 100% goes to the Dow treasury um, royalties, hundred percent go to the creators um, and share share affiliate links with um, with the content creators and people who help push us out. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that I, I have. Okay, that brings up questions for me. So in terms of, I'm I'm all about creator royalties for the most part. I mean, I, there are definitely mm-hmm. some as a, as a trader. There's definitely projects where I'm like, I know this will go up, but I don't yep. want any money going to the team, right? Like I'll I'll buy it on secondary, and I'm like, ah, this is a crap project. So mm-hmm. um, there's. There's always that it's such a, you know, it's, it's that hot topic where it's like the web three ethos is you should have choice and freedom and all that good stuff to turn on royalties. Well, we've seen what happens is a lot of people don't support sound projects Mm -hmm. and a lot of people just choose not to opt into royalties where there are projects that deserve it. And then there's some that don't. So there's, it's so hard to do that when we're all, you know, staring at a computer screen and deciding who deserves it, who doesn't, um, I, mm-hmm. that's fine for me. I actually love that there's a marketplace. And I think a lot of projects will be like, yes, if they're enforcing royalties, let's go over there. We're going to push our users over mm-hmm. there. And I, mm-hmm. I think we'll incentivize mm-hmm. people to do so. They'll help you on the incentivization yeah. part too. They'll probably be like, yeah. hey, 
if you buy yeah. on night market, you know, like we'll, we'll go ahead and add in X, Y, Z or yeah. um, enable these features or something like that. So I think it could actually be a yeah. really good help as far as another force pushing uh, liquidity over there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah um, if this was just a web two business, I would say, you know, yeah, royalties, like, you know, forget the creators, right? We'll just do what we want. But like, it's not, this is really meant to be a community owned marketplace where, you know, we need to, you know, if all the project owners who don't make royalties just leave, our ecosystem is, it's, it's non-negotiable that our ecosystem mm-hmm. gets worse, right? And so you have to, whether it's royalties or whether it's something else, we have to figure out, you know, better ways to empower our creators. And, you know, as of right now, the best solution we have is to honor royalties. Um, and so rather than punishing bad behavior, my, like our approach is to reward good behavior, right? So if you're using Night Market, not only are you, you know, embracing open source decentralized marketplace commerce, but you're also actually supporting creators and you get rewards for that. And we think that those rewards, especially over long term, not financial advice, but would be, you know, quite significant and, and, you know, in pushing forward the ecosystem as well as, you know, for, for anyone's bags. So I, it's interesting because I know a lot of people are against like a 2% marketplace fee. So I'm definitely interested on how seeing how this will play out with new mm-hmm. mints and referral links. Because when you have the referral link, you'll be able to uh, get a portion of that back. So it's, it's definitely less than 2% initially. So I wonder how like new mints and discords will react with posting of referral links because yeah. it's in people's incentive to use a referral link. So not only do they get some kickback, but also the buyer slash seller. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely, uh, uh, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, yeah it's going to be fun, right? There's going to be a lot of ideation, mm-hmm. you know, could very well say that, you know, some of the things I've said over the last 30 minutes might be different next month, right? Like there's, there's a lot to change, um, but I think we're open to that challenge. And obviously it's going to take a lot of like poking and experimentation to, to see what works, but I think we have the right team to do it. Yeah. I, Ryan, real quick, as far as the marketplace fees go, um, are they going to be assessed to the buyer, the seller? Is it going to be split in half? And, and, and how's that distribution going to work? Yeah, I think we're going to do it how it's been done. Just, just, I believe those are seller, seller fees, right? Yeah. So it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be like any sort of like buyer, buyer fee as of right now. Um, but we are experimenting. Like it's, it's interesting to see kind of how Magic Eden does it with like, you know, give, give the buyer the option to pay like royalties or like buy into that. Um, I think like long-term, I actually, you know, my opinion is you kind of see this huge, like huge difference in like the immutable collections and the mutable collections who may be able to like change different parts or like offer more benefits for people who are paying royalties because royalties almost could be construed as kind of like a membership fee versus like traders don't really care about that. They're entering and exiting positions through AMM super quickly. Um, but yeah, as of right now, like, you know, want to go with what works, what we know works. Um, and then the DAO will vote on it, right? Like, I think having having an NFT stewarding body as like, kind of a sub DAO, like blue chip leaders, um, different projects who kind of like really care about the ecosystem, having them help steward the community into what they feel is best, along with like massive traders, have them kind of like come to an agreement. That is maybe where we could help facilitate the discussion through Motley DAO. But I'm a firm believer that it's like not up to the marketplace to enforce their will on creators or traders, right? That's like literally what the future, that's that's the past that we we're trying to get away from. Um, and so it'd be super hypocritical for me to be like, hey, I'm not enforcing royalties and that's night market now. Like that's, you know, right. at some point, like no decisions will be up to me, right? That's the beauty of this. Like yeah. the community is going to take it on. 
the, the fact that you are, like, as Bison mentioned earlier as well, it's like the fact that you are enforcing creator royalties, I can definitely see a push for creators to go to directly to your marketplace instead of Magic Eden. So I, uh, that's another reason why I'm even more bullish than I was before at the beginning of this conversation, because the biggest problem that a lot of these marketplaces had in the past was getting sufficient amount of liquidity there. Nobody goes to Magic mm -hmm. Eden because they like using it. They go to Magic Eden because of the ability to quickly sell and buy an NFT for yeah. the lowest price possible. So if you're able to have... Uh, increase liquidity on your platform i don't see why people wouldn't make the shift there's not some huge mm -hmm. loyal following to magic eden who wouldn't want to use something else yeah yeah so it's it's going to be interesting to see how that all really plays out because you know we'll we'll get to see that's a big test of like are the people who believe in royalties going to actually vote with their wallets or is it mm -hmm. is kind of like zero percent royalty you kind of hear like what frank said i think he said like the effective royalty percentage that he's making is more like one to 10%. It's like they're, they're getting a, the D gods are getting a fraction of what they, they should be making on their royalties. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happens when you actually throw a token and rewards into the mix and kind of get this community like snowball going. Yeah. I, um, you know, one of the things I'm thinking of, and I I've said it too, I think one of magic Eden's dirty, dirty tricks that they did when they, uh, introduce marketplace fees back into the ecosystem or their ecosystem i should say is they they snuck in that 0.5 percent maker fee so it is Dog. yeah mm -hmm. uh, yeah we we, we yeah. talked about it pretty extensively it's now 0.2 because i'm level four and because i spent so much soul there and bloody da but um if yeah. you know if i don't keep up that spend then it goes back to 0.5 mm -hmm. but it's the 1.5 percent that's assessed to buyers and why i think that is so like I hate it, but it is so smart on their part is because buyers will go to where liquidity is, right? So yep. if you put less of the, the fee structure on sellers, the listings, what actually funds, like you don't have listings, you don't have anything mm -hmm. really as a marketplace, right? Um, it's why they put less of a burden on, on sellers than buyers. And I think that may be something that we like, you know, as somebody who just bought 10 Motley now, and I, I plan on being a part of this mm -hmm. marketplace, we have to like explore is like, may we, we look at a similar fee structure, at least, you know, to start, maybe we have a promotion to get help liquidity or something like yep. that. Because um, like I said, buyers, buyers will buy in because they want that NFT. Right. And they don't really care. Like they're like oh, that one, 1.5% fee is stupid and I hate it, but whatever. They're not going to go list on hyperspace because there's a 1% marketplace fee to list where mm -hmm. you could have way more liquidity on Magic Eden and it's only 0.2 or 0.5%. I guess it is a maker fee, so don't like delist it and then relist it. But um, you, it's just all thinking about the decision structure and, and architecture yeah. that you have there. And it's going to be really curious to see how you guys find that balance or we find that balance because this is kind of decentralized and open source. But I, at mm -hmm. first, it's going to be up on you guys, right? It, it will be on you yep. guys. You guys are going to make the agile decision. So. That would be my my feedback if I were just, you know, trying to think of this in like behavioral economics and choice architecture is there will mm -hmm. be people that you're really going to want to siphon their liquidity. And once you got them, it's hook, mine, sinker, you're done. You're now the number one marketplace. Congratulations. Right. Yeah, that would be, a, you know, you make it sound so easy. That would be a, that would be a really <laughs> fun scenario for the community to kind of make that happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, we're going to have AMM trading on there, too. Um, and so we're going to have to, you know, see how like some Metaplex is now like rolling out these enforced royalty contracts where like SMB and like Clanosaurs and a bunch of different tech, like different projects are going on to that. That's going to change things too for AMMs as well. 
it's like people mm-hmm. i think people don't really see like how interesting how wild it's going to get on solana like we we're just seeing the beginning of all this um and there's there's going to be a lot of opinions for sure on on how that all happens right there will be um they, the marketplace wars are you know always going to be a thing but they, they shouldn't have to be wars right like there should they, it's your approach right it's the it's the collaborative yeah. approach that i think will ultimately win out um it just has to be done right so i'm I am so excited to see how Night Market, kind of your first proof of work, comes out from Motley Dow, and then how Motley Dow spins that into you know tens of hundreds, thousands of products um, that really mm-hmm. bolster uh, Solana. The last thing I want to ask about Night Market, I know I read this, it's going to be chain agnostic, right? Like eventually, you guys do want to scale out into other chains. Is that correct? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it doesn't. You know the the future is for sure multi-chain, right? Like with, with amazing protocols and technology like layer zero and wormhole, it's just getting better and better. And then you see like layer two solutions and like, you know, the modular blockchains like Celestia. Um, I do think that's a reality that, that we realize at some point, but I don't think that that's um, our focus right now. Like we're very, very bought into Solana and we think that there's massive room to grow here. Um, and so, you know, we're not necessarily interested right now to go into like a polygon or any of those other blockchains because like we think that we think that there's a massive pie to grow here on Solana first. And then once you become a market leader here, there's many other opportunities to kind of flow. But, you know, obviously Solana is home for us. Yeah. Critical mass here first, then reach out to other chains. And I think, you know, I mean, like, I, again, I, I don't care for Magic Eden anymore. Champion them for a little bit because they were better mm-hmm. than like Solsi and and yeah. uh, salon art and stuff but um yeah. mm-hmm. nonetheless like you know you, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain right and i, I think that's kind of where <laughs> we're at the mm-hmm. the apex yeah. of their story but no it i i think you're right i think that is the right approach i think growing to critical mass becoming the number one marketplace on solana then branching out from there rather than trying to spread your resources too thin mm-hmm. becoming multi-chain too quick um mm-hmm. is, is almost always the way to go in my opinion so i definitely agree there um Let's wrap the show up. We are, we are over our time here, but I, I want to kind of give it over to you, Ryan. Um, closing statements. Why should be, people be minting and why should people be excited for Motley Dow? Yeah, thanks thanks again for having me, guys. Um, again, my name is Ryan, the founder of Motley Dow and Night Market. And I think that you guys should really just be paying attention if you care about Web3 on Solana mm-hmm. and kind of the values that we're all here for, right? Open source, decentralization, community ownership. We're trying to bring that all to Solana in one coordinated DAO with some of the best partners, resources, technology in the ecosystem. Um, if you care about NFTs, you're gonna wanna trade on Night Market. It's gonna be the first like community owned tokenized marketplace on Solana. Um, and if you just really like JPEGs and kind of wanna degen in, um, not financial advice. You should do your own research, but we do have our own pre-sale right now um, on the Motley Dow Twitter account. And so, um, you know, pre-sale is available to anyone and everyone right now. Um, and so you can check out our link on Helio. And yeah, I'm just really excited for the future of what, you know, decentralized organizations on Solana look like. And yeah, if you if you're interested in plugging in any way, please get in contact with us through our Discord through our Twitter and yeah, I appreciate everyone taking an hour, almost an hour and a half of their day to day to listen in super stoked. Yeah, no, seriously. We appreciate your time. Ryan. Yeah, dog. You were great and answering all the questions and uh, your responses were excellent. So I really do appreciate your time. Um, it's been fantastic. Dorian, Joe, I want to open up the floor to you guys real quick in case you have any like exit questions before we head out and wrap the show up. 
uh, Joe, I know yeah. it's always hard for Joe to get into these conversations because uh, he doesn't have his camera on. So he can't just be like, yeah, let me in. Let me in. Right. <laughs> we, have, we have to wait for something. But Joe, I, I want to give you one last shot uh, to ask anything or wrap it up. So one good thing about, uh, you know, my position in this in this uh, triage here is that I'm the less articulate one of, of both you guys. So you guys are a- a- able to answer. I mean, ask the questions I needed um, subconsciously. So thank you for that. So my one big point out is, uh, and not even a question, just something I, as a as a listener, I sat here and really consumed everything you, you just said, Ryan, and, and you were beautifully executed in every response. Um, I think the one big takeaway I I took away from what you said was your ability to delegate tasks. You're not sitting there saying, I'm a master of all these trades. I'm smarter than you. Smarter. You go, you know what? If, if someone has it better and can do it more streamlined, then I can delegate mm-hmm. this. I have much more... Um, you know, power in this this lane or whatnot. So you're able to delegate tasks is really um, something that I look at as a nuance as as a founder, a creator, or a marketer. Um, yeah, so I really love that that aspect of it, man. Yeah, appreciate yeah. you, Joe. I I definitely agree with that. Um, guys, let's go ahead and wrap it up. I don't want to waste yep. any more of Ryan's time, but it has been so much fun. I can literally sit here for another hour and a half if I really wanted to, and just uh, continue talking yeah, about what, what you guys are building with Motley Dow and everything, but. Um, we appreciate your time. Uh, guys, if you are new to the channel, please hit that little subscribe button down below. We are uh, we just started our Rare FUD channel not too, too long ago, and it is now at over 100 subscribers. We're aiming for 1,000 and then 10,000. Grow to critical mass, just like Ryan is over here with Motley Dow. Um, it helps tremendously grow the channel. So mm-hmm. please know we do stream every Tuesday, Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All of our episodes are uploaded to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if that is better for your listening pleasure, go ahead. We know that people have to work and can catch up on the latest news. Um, Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, Thank you, Ryan, for your time. Joe, Dorian, appreciate you guys as always. Appreciate you, dog. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning in to Rare Food Radio. Thanks, everyone.